0: To another victory Monday edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Very excited to be doing another one of these because they're fun to do. Like I, like I said last week, it's it's fun to talk about wins because it's just a much more positive attitude. Bill Rossetti here with you guys here after a thirty four to twenty seven hard fought, very exciting win in what was an exciting game, but a hard fought win. Over the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Panthers have now won three straight. It is looking pretty good now for the for the Panthers, at least in the early goings here. Obviously, things were really bleak after the first couple of weeks at zero two, but now they've won three straight, sitting at three and two, right in the mix now in the in the NFC South, one game back of the Saints. You know, similar position to where they were last year. You know, one sitting right behind the Saints for a while. It's just now it's a matter of can they, you know, hold hold on this time? Can they actually keep the momentum going? Unlike last year where things, of course, really, really fell apart on them. But for, for now, it's looking really good. Uh, three and two, three straight wins, and you got the Buccaneers again. So big revenge game coming up next week in London, and we'll, of course, talk about that and of course, the crossover coming this week. Chatting with James again, so that'll be that'll be exciting to talk about. But th- this was an exciting game. This was definitely a fun game to watch, or especially toward the end, where you know the Panthers had to hang on. They had a couple big turnovers. Uh, you know, especially the the second to last drive, where the the, the pan or excuse me, the Jaguars look like they're driving ready to. Take the lead, potentially get a game-winning drive, and then a huge, a huge fumble, and then recovery by uh, Marquise Haynes. Defense once again stepped up big, and the offense has has really been showing some life over these last couple of weeks. Obviously, there was um, there was some concern at the end of the game too, where the pan where the Jaguars. Got pretty deep into Jack into Panthers territory and you know, because of what? They got inside the 35 and then the Panthers had a penalty, which moved the Jags inside the 30. And then they had a, a couple shots at it. But the Panthers, their defense held strong at the goal line, knocked a couple passes down, and got the victory. And again, the the offense just really came to play once again, you know. Um, Kyle Allen didn't have to do a whole lot, but that's okay. Because when you have guys like Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and the weapons that they have on the outside, Kyle Allen doesn't have to do a whole lot, but I will say this, it's really been fun to watch how the offense has really opened up, how the coaching staff of North have North Turner have really allowed Kyle Allen to just be himself to open up the offense for him to just basically trust him with just about anything that they could have had you know obviously Kyle Allen doesn't have the mobility that a healthy Cam Newton may have but arm wise you know quarterback wise it's uh it's you know it's obviously a, a drop off it's it's not Cam Newton but the Panthers coaching staff clearly has a lot of faith in Kyle Allen to really just open up a lot of the playbook for him. And again, having someone like Christian McCaffrey takes a lot of the pressure off of Kyle Allen. Now we saw it at the end of the game, Christian McCaffrey was not on the field. He looked a little banged up. Um, As far as I know, it just seems like it's pretty precautionary. You know, there's been no word. No one's, you know, you haven't really heard any reports or anything about Christian McCaffrey. So luckily, there's there shouldn't be any concern, and I would imagine McCaffrey is fine. It was maybe just a little bit of a rest. But I mean, the guy rushed for 176 yards. It's you know, it's it's not like he didn't do a whole lot in that game. Nineteen carries, Bucks 76, two touchdowns, including of course that 84 yard touchdown run. I mean it's crazy. Two weeks ago against the Cardinals McCaffrey sets the Panthers' franchise record with a 76-yard touchdown run, and that record lasted all of two weeks, as McCaffrey now owns the two longest touchdown runs in Panthers' history. But what a, perf- what a performance that was, and you can now make it four out of five games that Christian McCaffrey has totaled 175 yards from scrimmage. Uh, it You know, 175 total yards from scrimmage in four of his first five games. We talked about how he was joined only Jim Brown uh, and doing that in three out of four games. And then we talked about the pace that McCaffrey was in. And actually, I just saw a post, I think, from uh, CBS Sports on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, here it is. Oh. Christian McCaffrey is currently on pace for 2,867 yards from scrimmage this season. To put that into perspective, how amazing of a season that would be, that would be over 300 yards. Actually, to be exact, it would be 358 more yards than the current record of Chris Johnson of 2509 which i believe was the year that Chris Johnson rushed for 2000 yards. McCaffrey is just on a tear. I mean, looking at the numbers now, he's now up to 587 rushing yards and 279 receiving yards. He has seven total touchdowns. He is definitely we've I've seen people start to talk about it, and it's definitely a valid conversation. Christian McCaffrey is absolutely playing his way. And and we talked about this, and I've discussed it on some podcasts. We've talked a little bit about it here. Christian McCaffrey is absolutely playing his way into NFL MVP uh, discussion. Especially, you know, look, we know quarterbacks obviously get a lot of love you're looking at guys like Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady those guys uh and yes Patrick Mahomes slipped a little bit the last couple weeks you know he didn't he's only thrown one touchdown pass in the last two games the Colts defense really put a hammer on him whereas Christian McCaffrey he has just come to he's only had one bad game so far and that was against the Buccaneers back in week two other than that he has just been a dominant force I mean he's Clearly, going to go over a thousand a thousand rushing yards, and he very well could get to a thousand receiving yards. Like we said, uh, twenty eight hundred rushing yard or twenty eight hundred total yards from scrimmage is just absolutely ridiculous. And even with the long touchdown run that Christian or that uh, Reggie Bonifant had against the yesterday against the Jaguars. You just know that there's that noticeable difference in offense if Christian McCaffrey would go out. And that alone is an MVP discussion or an MVP argument. Just how, how different this offense would look if Christian McCaffrey were not there. But o- overall... You got, you gotta love what you continue to see from the Panthers' offense. It's fantastic. It's been a a really really strong couple of weeks, and you hope that it carries over with them on the flight to London. Again, uh, both both sides of the ball. I mean, especially Brian Burns. I mean, my goodness, Brian Burns was a beast again yesterday. Uh, three tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and that uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown. There was a stat on NFL Red Zone that said that he became the first. For, well, Mario Addison had the fumble recover or the forced fumble, and then Brian Burns recovered it for 56 yards for a touchdown. NFL Red Zone had a stat. He was the first rookie, what did it say, first rookie with a fumble recovery touchdown since uh, since Trey Boston, and then first rookie, I think, with a sack and a fumble recovery, something along those lines, uh, also since 2014 when... Coney Ealy did it so the Panthers have not seen a a defensive rookie like this in quite some time to say the least and they have certainly hit the jackpot so far we we've talked numerous times about how Brian Burns has just been as advertised ever since the start of the training camp and it's just, he's just been continuing to grow as the weeks wear on so Really got to love what you see. Excuse me. Really got to love what you see there. And then speaking of Trey Boston, he had a couple of nice plays himself. O- overall, just a solid game. You know, obviously the Jaguars had their moments on offense. DJ Shark, a couple of touchdown grabs, 164 yards on eight catches. Leonard Fournette went for 108. But I mean, that's, you know that's a, that's a credit to the Jaguars. They they just had a lot of pep in their step in the last couple of weeks on offense, especially with Gardner Minshew. So the Panthers just did a nice job of you know going toe to toe with them and just having a little extra in the tank when it counted. And that's why the Panthers are now sitting at three and two, and the Jaguars are at two and three. So we'll take a quick minute here before we talk more football and thank one of our great sponsors, actually a new sponsor here with the Locked On Podcast. There are friends over at Roman Swipes. Hey, most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head or counting backwards from 10 doesn't always work. Well, the folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, and fast-acting, and they don't require a prescription, which is really good. Roman can ship swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Swipes are great, and that they will not transfer to your partner so you can last longer without worrying. And they're super easy to use. Just take swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, and you're good to go. So, listen up. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's GetRoman, R-O-M-A-N, dot com slash Locked on NFL for ten dollars off and free two-day shipping. Get Roman.com slash locked on NFL. So with the Panthers win in hand, let's take a look now at kind of how things shape up. You know, it's it's obviously early to talk playoffs, but uh, you know, with how quick the season's going, they'll be here before you know it. We can kind of get a gauge of what the standings look like or what the standings look like. Like we said, the Panthers right now, just one game out of the NFC South first place as the Saints continue to roll. Big win for them uh, over the Buccaneers. Uh, Big performances, four touchdown passes from Teddy Bridgewater. So big breakout game there. So they are at four and one. Panthers at three and two. Buccaneers with that loss are now two and three. And the Atlanta Falcons, what a rough go they have been at. You could you could certainly make the argument if the Eagles were help, fully healthy in that Week 2 game, if they didn't lose all those players and won that game, that's how close the Falcons are right now to being 0-5.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: The season is the season is already starting to look lost at 1-4. and four. So It's not often you see a team have this bad of a start and then come back to make the playoffs. Now, we did see it last year with the Colts who went 1-5 and, and then I think won, what, 9 out of 10, because I think they finished 10-6. Won 9 out of 10 after starting 1-5 uh, and five to make the playoffs. But that's also a team that has a really good coach in Frank Reich, you know, really rallying the troops. This is a Falcons team now that it, things are really starting to look lost, and I think... Dan Quinn is starting to to figure, you know, he's obviously not saying anything. No one's, but they did talk to Arthur Blank and he made a statement about, you know, not needing a coaching change right now, but we all know. And I think the Falcons internally know that uh, there's some rumblings there. and, And unless things turn around really quickly and we figured this before the season, if this was another bad year for the Falcons, Dan Quinn's out of there because look, once you fire all your other coordinators, there's only one coach left to fire, and that's the head coach. So, and especially with Dan Quinn taking over the defense, and um, yeah, that, that hasn't worked out so well, has it? Um, we Yes, the Texans are a really good offense, but the fact of the matter is, the Texans still allowed, well, at least to the Texans' offense, they've... They essentially allowed forty-seven points. Because remember that last touchdown they scored was on a pick-six, but fifty-three to thirty-two, the Falcons losing to the Texans. Uh, It's it's just bad in Atlanta, and then things are things are slipping a little bit. You know, it's really hard to tell what kind of team Tampa Bay is. It's once again starting to feel like this could just be a two horse race in the NFC South between the Saints and the Panthers and remember they do not play each other the Saints and the Panthers until week 12 in New Orleans and then they play again in Carolina in week 17 so those are the those are the big games and again after after this week the Panthers don't have a division game until week 11 where they'll see the Falcons and the Saints in back-to-back weeks, weeks 11 and 12, and then the Falcons again in week 14, the Saints in week 17. Uh, but nonetheless, this is a big game. You know, they, they already lost to the Buccaneers once, so they're 0-1 in the division. So you got to win this one, not just to keep pace with the Saints, but to improve that division record in case, say, the Saints and the Panthers split their two meetings, then obviously division becomes important. So got to win this one here in London. Obviously revenge is on their mind after what happened in week two. But there's no doubt that the Panthers are a much, much better team here going into week six than they are, or than they were in week two on that Thursday night game. So the early thought right now is that the Panthers get this one because the passing offense has really come alive and the Buccaneers are kind of back to their old ways of being pretty beatable against the pass. So this should be a lot better. This should be a much better offensive performance for the Panthers than the week two game at home. Um, And it's an early, well, for us, it's early, remember. It's a nine 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff. Uh, so for the West Coast folks, if you want to check the game out, it's obviously an early wake-up call there. It's 6.30. But 9.30 a.m. Eastern time in London on the NFL Network, the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Uh, and just scrolling the other two NFC South teams, the Saints are seeing the team the Panthers just saw. But – They'll be on the road. The Saints will be in Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, and then the Falcons are on the road to take on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, who, of course, just picked up their first win of the season, beating the Cincinnati Bengals, who are now 0-5. And real quick, because I'm actually looking at the the playoff predictor site, we can take a look at the wild card race for the hell of it as well. Uh, The two wild cards right now are the Seahawks at four and one, and the Lions at two one and one, and then you've got a host of teams sitting at three and two, along with the Panthers. You have got the Bears, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Cowboys, all sitting at three and two. Uh, so obviously, r- really close percentage-wise, because obviously that tie kind of. You know mixes things up a little bit because in fact two one and one is a win percentage of 625 whereas three and two of course is a win percentage of 600 so really just by percentage points the Lions have uh the sixth playoff spot in the NFC right now uh, but a lot long ways to go obviously of course the downside right now at least with just in terms of the the group of teams here, that are three and two, the Panthers have already lost to the Rams. So if it's though just those two, then the Panthers are in trouble. But if they can get into some ties, then conference record comes into play. Uh, but right now, the Panthers are only one and two right now. That's why technically the the Bears are uh, at the top of that group because they have a two and one conference record. The Rams, Vikings, and Cowboys are all two and two in the conference, and the Panthers are just one and two in the conference. But obviously, long way to go. And of course, uh, I think some of these teams still have to still have to play each other. Um, I know that we know the Rams and Cowboys still have a meeting against each other. That's in Week 15. Bears and Cow- uh, Bears and Rams actually play each other in Week 11. Bears and Cowboys have a Thursday night game against each other in week 14. So some of these teams still have to play each other. Of course, Chicago and Minnesota. Chicago's already beaten Minnesota once. They'll meet again in week 17. But the Panthers, of course, they don't see any of these teams. They don't play the Bears. They, they of course, have already lost to the Rams. They don't play Minnesota. And they don't play Dallas. They, of course, uh, they're at... Their NFC North opponent this year, of course, is the Packers. That's in Week 10. And then the NFC East, they have the Redskins in Week 13, of course, have just fired head coach Jay Gruden, which really is not a surprise at this point. Uh, It's just a matter of when, not if. But that's kind of where things stand. Again, this is the last game for the Panthers before their bye week. And then they come out of the bye week, of course, on the road at San Francisco, who could still be undefeated if they win tonight against the Browns. Uh, but it's a tough stretch. You know, it's a, a lot of good teams, you know, again, San Francisco, 3-0. Uh, the Titans are, a, are an up-and-down team, and it's at Carolina, so that could be a winnable game for the Panthers. But then they go to Green Bay, Week 10, which is going to be a really tough one, Packers, Looked really good. You know, the Cowboys tried to make a nice rally, but overall the Packers looked really good in Dallas yesterday. And then you got the Falcons at the Saints uh, versus the Redskins, but that should be a win at the Falcons week 14. And then what should be a tough three-game stretch to end the season. You got home against the Seahawks at the Colts, who just beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, and then home against the Saints. So a lot of good teams left on the schedule, but um, the Panthers have also won a couple games that a lot of people didn't think they're going to win, especially week four. I mean, not many people gave them much of a chance. And of course, obviously, I was one of them. Did not think they would go into Houston and beat the Texans, but they did. And that just shows, you know, it's the whole... um, what's that mathematical formula the whatever that formula is you know a beats b b beats c whatever um panthers hold the texans to 10 points in houston and then a week later the texans turn around and they drop 53 on the falcons uh deshaun watson's here throwing five touchdown passes three of them to will fuller so um The transitive property just hit me, just hit, just popped in my head. The transitive property: Carolina beats Houston, Houston beat up on Atlanta, so you would think using the transitive property, Carolina is better than Atlanta. And obviously, right now, there's there's no doubt they are. So, really, that's four winnable games right there. I think home against the Titans, both games really now against the Falcons, I think are definitely winnable. Redskins are obviously winnable. And I think they beat the the Panth- or the Buccaneers this week. So that right there would get you to eight wins. So it's a matter now of, you know, can they continue to pull out wins when they weren't really expected to? You know, namely at the 49ers week eight, at the Panthers week 10, uh, either game against the Saints and the Seahawks and the Colts. You know, can they pull out wins in those games, and if they can, you know, if they could, if they could steal a couple of those, then we could be looking at a potential playoff run here for the Panthers. But early on, so far, looking good for the Panthers. Three straight wins, very well could make it four against the Buccaneers. Before we get out of here, a uh, couple of, a couple quick shout outs Uh, from some of our other friends before we get out of here, our friends over at Vivid Seats. Love them. Listen, a lot of great, you know, summer may be over, so outdoor venues are probably out of the question, but obviously a lot of great uh, concerts and, of course, sporting events still happening indoors, and Vivid Seats is the place to go to help you save money, where you can make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid... So by... You can use the Vivid Seats app to help you get to your favorite live event. They'll help you get to wherever you want to go, wherever. Whether it's you know the start of the NHL season is now underway. You know the if you guys are Hurricanes fans or whatever the case may be, or of course basketball season is coming up. You got the Hornets. No matter what or whatever you're doing, enter promo code kickoff at checkout to help you receive a discount of up to.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So real quick, we'll run through, uh, run through the rest of the week five results. So it was... Eagles, no problem over the Jets, 31-6. No surprise there, Jets stink. (laughs) Eagles are 3-2, and and actually now in first place with that Cowboys loss. Jets are now 0-4. Cardinals, as we mentioned, got their first win on a game-winning field goal over the Bengals, 26-23. Bengals are now 0-5. It was Minnesota 28, Giants 10. Vikings go to 3-2, and two, Giants 2-3. Two and three. Oakland, what a weird game that was. Oakland was up 17-0 at the half on the Bears. Bears score three, un- or three touchdowns to go up 21-17, and then Josh Jacobs flies over the goal line to score what amounted to be the game-winning touchdown for the Raiders. They win 24-21, so the Raiders are 3-2. and two. Didn't think that was going to happen. Overtime, Baltimore 26, Pittsburgh 23. But the big story there, of course, was the Steelers, uh, or the injury to Mason Rudolph, a vicious hit he took. But luckily, he's out of the hospital. So, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. It looks like, you know, he certainly obviously did a, or suffered a concussion. And it's already... They're already expecting Devlin Hodges to start in Week 6 against against the Chargers. And they're expected to promote Paxton Lynch to the active roster from the practice squad. But the Ravens get the win. For the moment, they lead the AFC North at 3-2. Steelers now 1-4. Buffalo 14, Tennessee 7. Strong start for the Bills. 4-1 now. They're looking good. New England 33, Washington 7, Patriots 5-0, Redskins, of course, 0-5, and now will be led by Bill Callahan as the interim head coach after firing Jay Gruden this morning. Denver gets their first win of the season. They beat the Chargers 20-13 to go to 1-4, Chargers now 2-3. Packers over the Cowboys 34-24, including Four touchdowns from Aaron Jones. Certainly made a lot of fantasy owners, including myself, very happy. And then the Colts hand the Chiefs their first loss of the season, winning 19-13. Colts are now 3-2. and Chiefs fall to 4-1. and So there's only two, two remaining undefeated teams. And, of course, one of them plays today. That's the 49ers. So we will see what happens. Uh, Week 6 schedule running through real quick. It starts Thursday night with the Giants against the Patriots. Then, of course, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time is Panthers-Buccaneers. Then the 1 o'clock wave is Philadelphia at Minnesota, Cincinnati at Baltimore, Seattle at Cleveland, New Orleans at Jacksonville, Houston at Kansas City, and Washington at Miami. That'll be a fun one. Redskins-Dolphins. Who wants the number one pick more? Uh, Two games at 4.05 on Fox. That's Atlanta at Arizona and San Francisco at the Rams. And then 4.25 on CBS. It'll be Tennessee at Denver. And then Dallas at the New York Jets. Sunday night game next week is the Steelers against the Chargers. And then Monday night... It's the Lions against the Packers. Four teams are on a bye this week. The Bears, the Bills, the Colts, and the Raiders. So that's the week six schedule. So that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill And follow the podcast wherever you get your listening pleasure. We are there. And until next time, keep it locked here. And we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.